Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. I've got a brand new guest to the podcast. Hello, my name is uh, Top Hat Talab. Uh, you can just call me Talab. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Would you like to uh, promote anything, a Twitch, a Twitter, anything like that? Oh, sure. Thank you. Uh, uh, glad to be here, for one. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, I do have a Twitch. Uh, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash tophatlab. And uh, I do have a Twitter, and it is uh, the same thing, twitter.com slash tophatlab. You can also find me on Facebook uh, by searching uh, MTG Tolab. All right. Very cool. So you managed to get the the two out of three names that you were looking for, huh? Uh, well, you know, I, I rebranded uh, at mm. one point because uh, I was uh, only a, a magic streamer for uh, a decent amount of time in my my Twitch career. But then uh, I started becoming a more of a variety streamer. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of my characters in my games all wear top hats. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I rebranded as top hats. So uh, Facebook doesn't really have the integration to change your your uh, URL. So I'm uh, pretty much VM Campos on all my social networks. I'm on Twitter. I've got a website, vmcampos.com, uh, Patreon and such. Uh, I'm on YouTube, but I had to tack on uh, JR at the end, VM Campos JR there. Someone else has that YouTube uh, address. So I wish they would relinquish it because they don't really use it. And I'd give it a good home. Yeah, that's one thing I haven't done is uh, YouTube. I, I do have plans in the future of doing YouTube, uh, but as of right now, uh, that's not uh, in the cards. Mm-hmm. Twitch is pretty good about doing the streaming, and uh, did they remove it? Or I thought they had a, an ability also to upload a pre-made video as well. Uh, you can add the, the VODs straight to YouTube, but um, most of my followers are on Twitch. Um, so until I start, you know, actually posting videos on, on YouTube, uh, then, yeah, I just don't have any interest in posting them on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do stream uh, with another streamer uh, quite often, and um, uh, I believe a little later in the com- uh, in the conversation we can talk about it. But uh, sure. I stream another uh, streamer. His name is uh, Samus Garobo. He streams on uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm very often on his stream mm-hmm. uh, in voice chat, and I'm a mod, and you know I'm very often found there. So, oh, good. Being at the places wherever people are at, that's the best way. Either Twitch or YouTube. Um, people often ask me also. Well, uh, you're not as active on, on on Twitch as you could be. I just recently added a uh, plugin over on Streamlabs, so I can actually stream to both at the same time. So that's very helpful. Oh, I didn't know the Streamlabs had a, a thing like that. I know uh, Samus uses uh, Restream.io, and I mm-hmm. I looked into it, but uh, I haven't decided to do it yet. It seems to be pretty new, or maybe they opened it up for the freemium model, but I just heard about it a few weeks ago, and I gave it a shot, and after doing my settings, it seems like it works. So, uh, yeah, I'm streaming to both and have an audience on both. Well, perhaps that's an option for me in the future, so thank you for the information. Mm-hmm. Well, how long have you been playing Magic in any form? Well... So I started uh, playing Magic in, uh, I got my first deck for my birthday in uh, December of 1993, which uh, the set at that time was beta. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got my first deck and I played for quite some time. I played until Cold Snap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I, I stopped, I had, <laughs> I'd actually given all of my cards away. Oh. Um, and I look back at it now, of course, and see, you know, I'm sure I had duels and all sorts <laughs> of other stuff in there. And it just, yeah, it hurts the soul, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I stopped in cold snap. Uh, and then I picked it back up again in, uh, the return to Ravnica block and mm-hmm. I've been playing ever since. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that, that must've been really cool to get something to get into magic that early on December, the game had barely been out, I guess, since August. So you were right there with, with beta and had you always sort of played like, uh, I guess like fantasy games and such that, that your, uh, family knew to give you that as a, as a present? Uh, no, um, I, my, my father was a, a very heavy, uh, gamer when it came to, uh, video games such as, uh, Diablo, World mm-hmm. of Warcraft, things like that. Um, so he wanted to get me into something like that. And I, I was very heavy into, uh, Dungeons and Dragons at the time. And, uh, that, that was kind of where the spark of like, Hey, here's this card game that you can, you know, you got all these mythical creatures and, you know, um, I come from a very, uh, I, it was a very religious family. Uh, mm-hmm. so my grandmother threw a fit about uh-huh, it, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, but no, it, it worked out for me, you know? And again, I played till cold snap and I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, come back, uh, in the return to Ravnica, my stepbrother at the time had, uh, was saying, you know, I, I playing magic again, or I, I started mm-hmm. playing magic, this game magic. And I, and I said, you know, I used to play that when I was a kid. I'd, I'd love to, to play with you. And, uh, that's when I went and I bought, um, uh, I bought a couple of the cards for uh, Return to Ravnica, and mm-hmm. I, I built a deck, and we played together. So, oh, that's cool. That was a first. That first stretch was pretty long, wasn't it? So that was from 1993 to 2006 or so is when uh, Cold Snap came out. Correct. Yes. Um, that happens a lot. It seems that people start off when they were young, they play for a while, they give it up for a little bit, and then they come back at a certain point. And that happened with me as well. I played from around 1995 to 1999. So my sets were uh, Fourth Edition, Fallen Empires, Ice Age, uh, to the end of, you know, Classic Sixth Edition or so. And I gave it up for a long time until 2017, which was Hour of Devastation. Uh, right after that came out, and I've been playing it again since then. Right. It, it was much, it was very much a, uh, you know, a, uh, kind of a culture shock coming back, uh, mm-hmm. during return to Ravnica, you know, quitting in cold snap, there was a lot of rules that we had back then that they didn't have in return to Ravnica. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I was almost learning an entirely new game. Yeah, definitely. Like myself as well. Like, what do you mean? Where's banding and where's cumul- uh, where's cumulative upkeep and where's mana burn? Right. Mana burn was the big one for me. Mm-hmm. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Because in general, however, it's still about creatures. It's still about instants and sorceries. And uh, that was, let's see, had uh, Planeswalkers come out yet by Cold Snap? Or was that a little bit later in Lorwyn? I, uh, I believe that was um, in one of the later Lorwyn blocks, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure Cold Snap did not have Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a big cultural shock for me as well when I got back into it. Uh, when uh, when Christy took out her Nissa Planeswalker, I'm like, what is this card? It doesn't even look like a magic card, and it has these three modes or something. So that was quite a change for me as well. Mine was uh, coming back and, and playing with Sphinx's Revelation and just going, mm-hmm. this is this is an insane amount of value. How can, how can this be a card? Yes. 
Isn't it funny how, like, the evolution of the game, like, it seems like in Alpha and Beta and such, there were such powerful cards that they've never fully functionally reprinted, and they're always doing different versions, like different versions of the Black Lotus and different versions of the Dual Lands. But then there's cards that come out years later that you think, wow, this is way more powerful than it would have been back in the day. Well, I think that uh, there was a little bit of a uh, something like a, a, a power shock. Um, I think that you know when they created things like Black Lotus, you know they they kind of went like, wait, this is this is super powerful. We need to bring this back, and they mm -hmm. overcorrect corrected because um, mm -hmm. if you notice a lot of those early sets, the cards were super underpowered. And then you come up to like now where, you know, you have things like, I mean, you know, like Flamekin and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or Steamkin, excuse me, Steamkin, you know, and you have things that are just inherently just very, very good. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just like the, they're trying to still, you know, even as old as the game is, they're still trying to find their sweet spot of what balance is. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about the game that it just keeps evolving. And so now it's evolved over to Magic Arena, the latest and greatest digital way to play Magic. So how long have you played Magic Arena? Um, so I was uh, one of the very first uh, people into the uh, closed beta mm -hmm. of Magic Arena, and I've been playing ever since. Cool. Was that like in late 2017 or earlier 2018? Um, I believe I got in, into it late 2017, but I, I, it could be very possible that 2018. I don't, I don't remember the exact date. I'm getting old. <laughs> I remember hearing the first rumblings of it in late 2017, I think November. I think even the professor over at Tellerian Community College, he had his first like preview videos in late 2017. So that was like the earliest versions of it. And then they uh, had uh, a call for people in, in early 2018 uh, please sign up. We're going to dole out access and, and watch your emails. So I did uh, in early January 2018, and it wasn't until April 2018 that I got the, the invite there, and I've been playing it since then. So we've, we're both uh, arena old timers compared to these young whippersnappers. Right. Well, I, I remember when Arena first got announced and everybody thought it was going to be a MOBA where you play as a planeswalker. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I was actually really excited about that. I'm not a MOBA player by any means, but... Uh, um, I was really excited. I was like, oh, like I can make my own planeswalker and fight against other planeswalkers. This hmm. is going to be sweet. And then we found out that it's it, it was a standard format. And I'm not a standard player. I, I want to throw that out there right now. I'm not. Mm -hmm. uh, Magic Arena is the only time I play standard. I don't buy into standard on paper. I don't mm -hmm. play it on Magic Online. Um, but, you know, I do play Magic Arena daily for several hours a day. Uh, but I remember when it was going to be a MOBA. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a, a friend who was just like nonstop modern and I was telling him, you know, try it out as well. It's just, it's just standard, sure, but it's like magic and you can play it and it's free and it's pretty fun. And so he gave it a shot and he got so addicted to it. But there's definitely people that uh, arena is not the best because it's just limited to standard. So uh, are you a little bit more into modern or commander or what's more your cup of tea? Um, I'm a big commander player. I play commander uh, at least once a week with my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, more often than not, we'll play two, three times a week. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge commander player. Um, and the the fact that arena is free to play is what got me into standard. Because mm -hmm. um, I used to play standard and it just got too expensive for my taste. I just didn't care to... You know, I didn't care to spend, you know, three, four hundred dollars on a standard deck that was going to rotate in two months, you mm -hmm. know? 
Yeah, definitely. That's always the challenge to keep up with standards. So in my playgroup, we play a little bit of everything. Uh, Modern seems to be the game du jour, but uh, we're also starting to move a little bit more into Commander just because of the interestingness of crafting it and picking a Commander that fits your play style and such. Uh, How many Commander decks do you have? Um, So I was working down the uh, chromatic uh commander uh pool see my my lgs that i play at we had a um we had a every saturday night was uh what he called multi-format and we would play two rounds of commander and then two rounds of modern Mm -hmm. and uh you know i'm i'm very much of a i like to play different decks uh you know all the time so i i think i'm up to about 24 commander decks right now something like that Mm -hmm. there's definitely something to choose from let's see 24 decks that's that's almost like you could have one different deck every other week right for a whole year and you wouldn't have uh any any repeats uh just about i mean there's 36 weeks but yeah just about (laughs) yeah so what would you consider your overall skill level to be in any form of magic? Beginner, intermediate, advanced, somewhere in the middle? Um, I would say I'm kind of in the middle of intermediate and advanced, probably lean more towards advanced. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm also one of those people I don't like to over oversell myself. Sure. So I kind of, you know, I, I want to kind of lean towards a, a lower tier. Um, a lot of my friends will say that I'm advanced because I do think think several turns ahead and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm when i'm when i'm playing competitive i'm a spike and i and i play mm-hmm. control decks and i and i a lot of it is like a chess game for me uh when i'm playing um for fun i'm a johnny i mm-hmm. i love combo and mm-hmm. uh and again combo is one of those things is you may not be thinking several turns ahead of like what they have but more as several turns ahead of if i play this one card can i combo in three turns Hmm. Well, that's good. Um, you know, if if no one else toots your own horn, it's perfectly fine to do it yourself if it's deserved. So uh, it does probably sound like you are one of the more advanced players in your group. I do notice that I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a little fish in a big pond when I go on arena because there's just so many great talented people all over the world. It really keeps you on your game to be able to play with everyone all over the world. In my real life play group, I I guess I lean a little bit towards the somewhat advanced player in my play group. And I mean, I, I don't want to undersell my, my play group because uh, my play group does have some very good players in them. Um, it's just that they don't follow magic like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the, the knowledge of like, this person is holding up blue, blue, white. What could they have? Or mm-hmm. I'm going, well, they have blue, blue, white. They can have absorb. They can have remand. They could have, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm look, thinking of all these different cars that they could have. They don't think through that. And that's, that's, I think where, where pushes me up above where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and not, not in a way that I'm like, I get an unfair advantage or even that I'm necessarily better than them. It's just that I think a different way than them. Sure. That's uh, that's definitely fair, and everyone's at their own level, and hopefully by playing those that are perhaps a little better than you, it also helps you up your game. I know that's a good strategy. Play with against those that are better than you so that you can become better as well. Right, right. Now, we can we can focus on, on both sort of realms, but let's say in Arena first. Uh, what's your favorite card at the moment that you're enjoying on Arena? 
Um, that really depends on my my uh, style uh, that I'm playing currently. Again, I, I like to play different styles. If I'm just playing for fun, um, I would honestly say Omniscience. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Omniscience. I think mm-hmm. it's a very fun card. It's a it's a broken card. If you can resolve it and mm-hmm. and go off, then great. But I mean, if if I'm gonna say where I'm going competitive and I'm grinding the light ladder, I mean, everybody knows that Teferi's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you uh, run? Uh, Teferi and Little Teferi in in any of your decks? Um, I do. I uh, so I run a very traditional uh, style of Esper control, and I know it's not the best right now. I know Esper Hero is better, but I just very I, I find that deck very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just again my play style. I I'm a very con- you know I don't like tapping out on my turn. I just don't like it. It's not my style. And to anyone that does, then you know by all means enjoy what you play, but. I, I like my counter spells. I like to be very, you know, very retroactive. Uh, again, it's like a chess match for me. I like to be able to like, should I counter the spell or should I wait to see if they're going to play something or, or are mm-hmm. they baiting me, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, outside of arena, what would you say then is a, is a card that you come back to over and over? Um, outside of arena, my commander, um, I, I, again, omniscience is one that I, that I, I try to force into all of my decks. Um, mm-hmm. Blood Moon. I love Blood Moon. I think it's a it's a, a great equalizer, mm-hmm. um, especially in Commander, where everybody wants to run the the coolest, most fancy lands. If you can just slam a Blood Moon, I mean, I've I've played with uh, you know one of my one of the guys that I used to play with at the the card shop. He used to be very 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 um, I don't want to say cocky per se, but mm-hmm. you know he had all the duels, all the old duels, you mm-hmm. know, and he used to play with them all. And he was like, he went, you know, volcanic island and then underground sea, pat, you know, past turn. And I was like blood moon. And I just sat there and just watched him in misery as mm-hmm. he's like looking at these $300 mountains. And it, to mm-hmm. me, that just brings immense joy. Yeah, that's like the the great puzzle of magic that you might have a strategy that seems insurmountable, but there's there's a safety valve. There's pieces that can handle uh, just about anything. And it's about the matchup it's about your opponent it's about psyching them out it's about having the luck of it it's just such a great game right right there's there's just so many layers in magic and i think that's what makes the the game really great is that you can play at any of these layers you can think about how many layers you want to think about and you can uh you can you know build your play style completely around that now what uh printings of blood moon do you run um, I actually really like the uh, mass, the last master's printing with the watermark. Um, I, I think that was a very cool thing that they did with the watermarks. I thought that was just this. It, it brought like a nostalgia back where you get to see this watermarking like that's so cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can look it up right here uh, on the Masters Twenty Five with the uh, with the dark icon behind the um, the text. Correct behind behind the text. Yeah, the little the little moon behind the text. I love that art. Mm-hmm. That was a kind of a cool flourish. I like that too in Masters Twenty Five that they put the set uh, symbol behind the text boxes and everything. Right, right, and I'm I'm big into. Um, I don't like foils. Um, I think they're. Uh, uh, more obnoxious than anything um, there, uh, especially since, I mean, I have bad vision and I, uh, I don't, uh, light really bothers me. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these, these foils, they can really bother me and I, and I don't really like them. So I will actually trade for non foils before I'll get a foil. Hmm, okay. One of the cards that I'm liking on 
Arena is Doom Whisper. I just love the sort of like style of it. It's like so black in terms of pay to life and surveil. Okay, so you get to right. kind of filter your 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 draws as much as you want, as much life as you want to give. And yeah, I've lost like, uh, you know, six life sometimes just to kind of get the perfect draws to counter what my opponent's about to do. But that's like such the uh, aesthetic of black that uh, victory at all costs. I mean, if you're at one life and they're dead, you still win the game. Exactly. I think that's something that beginners uh, just don't quite get as, you know, your life is a resource as well. And as long as you've got that one life, you've still won. Right. What are some decks that you're enjoying on Arena at the moment? Um, so I'm currently really enjoying uh, my Esper control deck. Uh, I also really like Blue Red Wizards. Um, and then I've also got a, I've got kind of a janky deck that I really enjoy playing just for the fun of it that relies all on, uh, using Masterminds Inquisition to get a thousand year storm out of my, mm. out of my, uh, sideboard using Omniscience to draw a bunch of spells. And then, uh, I have several ways to win. I can, uh, wheel away with a, um, with the Smothering Tide. Mm -hmm. uh, where they can't pay uh, mm -hmm. multiple copies of the wheel and then win with Revel and Riches. Uh, I have blown up uh, all of the lands and then exiled the rest of the lands with Unmoored Ego. It's, it's a very mm -hmm. meme deck of like I have, I can win a different way every single game. Mm -hmm. Well, that definitely sounds like fun and I hope to never run into it in a dark alley. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, I, I would like to give a, a, a shout out because I played against a um, another streamer, and uh, she, I was playing against her, and she messaged me on Twitch saying, um, uh, and again, excuse my French, but I'd like to say it exactly the way she <laughs> says, "Your deck is kicking my ass right now, and I really appreciate it." So follow. <laughs> oh wow! So that's like. Uh... That's the respect of like a deck that isn't right. the isn't the usual, isn't the norm, isn't the meta, but it's got something going on and interesting. And like you said, several different ways to win as as it goes on. Right. And that that streamer was Lady Lavinia. If anybody's interested, uh, yeah, she she's mm -hmm. a great streamer, and I, I do really I really enjoy hanging out with her. And and that was uh, that was a that's that's a memory on Twitch that I I'll, I think I'll have for the rest of my life. Oh, that's very nice, isn't it? Great how like the community, we're all here playing this game in various ways and we can all enjoy it and it's something that we can all relate to. Right, right. So I also, if I'm trying to climb the ladder, I'm going to do something that's okay tier-ish, but I, I'm not too interested in playing the, the decks that everyone's playing. So uh, I'm playing the, the mono blue uh, tempo deck and it gets the job done enough. I've been able to climb up to uh, platinum uh, one and that's uh, pretty good uh, for myself and if I'm just trying to kind of play fun uh, decks and such I've got a mono red goblins it's not the you know the red deck wins kind of deck that everyone plays with the Vioshino pyromancer and all that fun stuff it's just goblins and I kind of like those stipulations about really just uh, focusing on a tribe or a concept. And yeah, there's the detriment that it might not be tier. But if I'm having fun and I'm not quite caring at the moment about climbing the ladder, then it's it's a fun goblin deck. Right. Well, I'm uh, two things about that, though, is, uh, you know, one, I'm never going to belittle somebody for de uh, for net decking. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much in the mindset of this is a game that has very many layers to it. If you're not good at building decks there is no 
shame in saying, hey, somebody's better at me than building a deck and I'm going to go and copy and paste the deck. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in that. If you can't build a deck, just understand that you have a weakness. Okay. Sure. Um, and, and I know that that's, that's a controversial thing. And there's other people that don't believe that. And that's fine. You can have your opinion. Okay. And that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, so like me, I, I very much like playing uh, tier decks uh, when I'm feeling spiky. Again, mm -hmm. I, I, again, I'm spiky and I'm Johnny at the same time. You know, sometimes I want to be a Johnny. Sometimes I want to be a spike. Um, so when I want to be a spike, I will take a tier deck, but I will make changes to it based on the cards that I like. Mm -hmm. So for like, for instance, this Esper deck that I built, um, I really do enjoy the Esper control mirror. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. And one card that I have found that is great in the Esper control mirror is emergency power. And mm -hmm. I put emergency powers into my, my control deck because I run Narset. Mm -hmm. And if I can stop my opponent on their draw step, having a Narset and Teferi out, which I've had many, many times, mm -hmm. they're empty handed and I time warp myself in standard. And that's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good point. Um, People can definitely copy and paste a deck, but then it also is the skill of, of using it correctly. And I think that's a great learning tool for people that are starting off. Like, let me go check out the decks that are popular and I've got right. the wild cards for it and let me give it a shot. And most likely they're popular because they're good, they're powerful, they're complex. And I think it'll drive people to also learn the game better and learn the cards. And that's I think that's a good thing. So I, I agree right. on that. And that being said, too, I do love my tribal decks just like you. I, I absolutely love them. I have, like, out of all my commander decks, I think I have, like, 10 or something like that tribal decks where, you know, mm -hmm. just I pick a tribe and I'm like, you know, I don't even care if this is good. I One of my commander decks is a mono blue rogue deck, mm -hmm. and it, that, that deck is awful, like, absolutely <laughs> awful, but it's fun to play. Don't you mean it's awful fun? Oh no! I mean, this deck is like it. It, oh, okay. it has like a a point one percent win rate, but it's great. It's fun to play. <laughs> okay. Um, have there been any cool, fun, weird moments you've had on Arena that come to mind? Um, well, again, like the the thing with Lady Lavinia that that was uh, something that was that I, I think I'll remember, uh, and it it's, it really just implanted something in my head of just like you know here's this other streamer that notices that you do something cool mm -hmm. and you're able to you know you're you're able to uh, impress somebody and that that's something i'll remember the rest of my life and i i think that was very cool um mm -hmm. other than that i mean um playing against a mono blue tempo player that was very very cocky uh mm -hmm. about their deck um you know again we have very limited emotes and mm -hmm. uh and i feel like that's a a really detriment to the game uh, but, uh, you know, they were, you know, nice in me year ago, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, I was able to storm off with my little janky deck, mm -hmm. uh, blow up all of their islands and then unmoored ego, the rest of them out of their <laughs> library and then proceed to pass turn while they just drew every card in their library. <laughs> yeah. Unmoored ego. I haven't seen it as much as when it first debuted in, in the format, but when it works, it really works, doesn't it? Oh yeah, especially when you know you have a storm count of like twenty five, and you can just <laughs> unmoored ego and and take four times twenty five cards. Mm -hmm. I think I've had plenty of uh, weird moments or fun moments as well. It's just that um, they kind of 
blend together in a weird way. So it's a good thing that I also stream and record it so I can go back and replay them. What I try to do is I, I do a stream and then I go back and do highlights and uh, use those to refer back to some fun events. Now, there's one that I had very recently, uh, I think earlier today, that I was playing the the mono blue tempo deck. I was just trying to climb a little bit in the ladder, and it was like kind of weird mana flood and mana screw at the same time for both of us, and I had accumulated like 10 uh, islands, and they, they had only stayed with three lands, for up to those 10 times that I played and I was just pinging them away with, you know, these little 1-1, one, one, um, what was it, the 1-1 the Storm Chaser and such. And it's like, wow, this is such a weird match in that the resources were just so opposed to each other, full of lands, not full of lands. And it's like kind of a, a stall and I think those kinds of games are just really interesting and they make you think, wow, the the algorithm um, is kind of weird sometimes. Right. I, I actually really enjoy the the matches where you're just so evenly, you know, like where, where like, you know, one person will just be, you know, miles ahead and then they'll just top deck something, even if it's not me, just top deck something. And all of a sudden the, the table is just completely flipped over. And now mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this pickle? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I had something like that as well, where I got them down to one life, and then I started to to flood, and the tables were turning, and they they managed to pull the win out that uh, I had so far ahead. But that's again the great thing about magic that uh, on the one hand you could be the underdog, and then you could uh, pull something off, or you could be up high and mighty, and how the mighty have fallen. So it's just a really interesting game. Right. Yeah. If you consider yourself a little bit more towards the advanced level of of magic, what would be some advice that you would give to people just starting off? It looks like we've got a big influx of people after War of the Spark and the new hype. So what would you say to them as a new player? Don't get discouraged. Um, a lot of uh, arena, especially arena, uh, when you're you're playing in the ranked, uh, you're going to find a lot of tier decks, and you're going to find players that are better than you. Um, and mm-hmm. being, you know, getting getting pummeled, yes, it is discouraging. But just remember, it's a learning curve, and if you if you take the time uh, to learn, you're going to get better. And uh, overall, you're going to have a more enjoyable time. So just, you know, don't get discouraged, be humble, learn from your mistakes, figure out what can you do uh, to improve said mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think even the pros, there's always something new to learn, especially if they're playing in a rotating standard, you can't rest on your laurels. Even if you just won a mythic championship, there's always going to be something new, something different, new players and such. So it's just a continual learning process. And I think if beginners learn that, I think if beginners realize that, then they'll go pretty far. Right. Well, I mean, like I, I watch the Star City versus quite often and I and I don't even know how many times I've seen, you know, like, you know, the the easy, even these pros where one of them will make a play and then the other one will say, well, why didn't you do it this way? Mm-hmm. And then the other guy will be like, you know, you're right. That's a better play. Why didn't I do it that way? And that's that's where you see this like, you know, no matter. And it's something my grandfather used to say to me, no matter how you how good you are there's always someone out there better than you. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a learning thing. If you can learn from your mistakes and you can understand that somebody's better from you better than you and you can humble yourself to it, then you can go further in life by by figuring out what your problems are and then fixing them. Mhm. 
Now, on the flip side, when you were first learning magic, um, what would you say would have been some good advice that you got back in the day? Um, I mean, honestly, and again, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I think that advice is, is sound. Um, sure. And then also just... Uh, just being able to check yourself, you know, um, I understood early on that I was, um, I'd get frustrated and I would get angry, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, I would like want to quit because I was angry, you know, like somebody would kill my creature and I would, I would get very, very intense about it, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, that, that, that's something that I would have liked to have heard is just like, you know, Hey, just remember you're, you're, you're new. And these things that, you know, you don't think about, you know, you don't think about, the power and toughness thing when, when you're attacking i've seen a lot of new players where they just like they just turn their creature sideways and they don't think of any kind of repercussions you know and i that's mm -hmm. something that i would have liked to have been told when i first started was think think, think through your turn don't don't just immediately go mm -hmm. right what do you think about uh, magic arena as sort of like a, a learning tool to introduce new players with um, I do actually uh, suggest a lot to people if they're interested in magic to get into magic arena. Um, I used to suggest uh, magic duels and I still do from time to time. If mm -hmm. uh, people are interested in that, um, I, you know, if they're, they don't want to play the competitive, like I've had a couple of people in my stream say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in learning how to play magic, but I don't know where to start and I don't want to play against people. Mm -hmm. um, and this is before they even had Sparky. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I would tell them, okay, well that's fine. Don't, don't play magic arena yet. Go, back by by magic duels 2015 yeah the cards aren't new but it's a good way to learn and mm. it, and then once you learn and you get more confident then you can jump over to you know playing against people but i think the magic arena is a great learning resource and people should definitely use it Mm -hmm. I can't wait for it to expand to more platforms. You know, I play it on Windows, so it's not a problem, but I hope they uh, put it over on Mac sometime or maybe even mobile, but we'll see what their timetable is. Right. I, I'm, I mean, I think... Um... Uh, mobile would be okay. Um, I'm more, I would more like them to focus on, on bringing it over to like Xbox and PlayStation first. Oh, sure. Yeah. Putting it over on, on uh, game consoles. I hadn't quite thought about that. And um, I guess the conversation is always about Mac and mobile, but you know, uh, console gaming is a big, uh, a big niche as well. So that'd be a good uh, avenue to target. Right. Now, what would you say is uh, something that might be improved about Magic, either the game, the company, the community, or any thoughts at all? Um, well, Magic Arena, um, I again, I think that um, adding actual chat would be good. And I, and I want to preface that by saying I, I understand why the developers have gone with the chat system that they have. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been several times where... Um, you chat something and you may be meaning it in the nicest possible way, mm -hmm. but you can read it as completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that it, that it, it struggles against. Um, you know, the community, um, stop roping. If you're, if you're getting beat mm -hmm. and you don't like it, stop roping. You're not, you're, you are, you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. More importantly, mm -hmm. you know, just, understand that you've lost and move on. Um, yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Um, again, if you disagree, then you're welcome to disagree with me. Mm -hmm. No, I think those are very good points. Um, I hope they do add some sort of 
more deeper chat system. Maybe it'd be fun that they add like the full uh, emoji set. That way I can give people thumbs up or thumbs down. That'd be fun. Uh, on the other side of the coin, what is one thing that you love about magic, if you can narrow it down? Um, I really like the community. Um, magic Arena, you don't get it as much uh, as far as like, you know, sitting across. I mean, I, I really enjoy sitting down with my friends, having a beer and playing, uh, playing magic. You know, I think that that's great. It's just a great pastime. You can sit around and there's no stress involved in it and you can sit around and play a game and it's great. Um, magic Arena doesn't have that. Uh, but I mean, I just, I like the, the thought process that goes through it. And I like that everybody can play a deck completely different, play different styles. You know, there's some people that just really love to play aggro. They love to just, you know, smash somebody in the face as hard <laughs> and as fast as they can. <laughs> and then there's people that like to drag the game out like myself, you know, <laughs> and then there's people like one of my, one of my best friends, he is, uh, he loves to get just incremental value over, over the game. Just pretend like you're not, he's not even there. He's just getting little value, and then all of a sudden he's winning because you, you didn't realize how much value he's getting. And I just love the complexity of just everybody has something different. Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy the real-world aspects of Magic. Arena is a great way to, to play whenever you want, but it really doesn't beat, in my book, uh, the face-to-face -face playing and then like the sometimes the bluffing aspect of it or the camaraderie aspect of it. So I, I hope they evolve that a little bit more in digital. I hope they add at least the, the human pods in draft. Uh, do you draft very much? I am absolutely garbage at draft. <laughs> Uh, I'm when I deck build, I, I I'm very meticulous. Uh, I will spend days, weeks looking at my deck and and seeing, you know, is the, is this card really worth it? And with draft, you just don't get that. I mean, I know you can in arena, um, but it, it's just not a format that I'm good at. Um, I play sealed uh, during pre-release. Uh, mm -hmm. I normally play uh, every pre-release. Uh, my, my LGS offers five pre-release events, and I normally play all five of them oh. uh, because I do enjoy it, but I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a diff definitely a different uh, animal compared to a classic constructed deck, and sealed is close enough to that, I suppose, to be able to craft something with the new cards. But definitely, it's just like any skill. I remember when I first started off in my first um, limited games a year ago when I started streaming, they were pretty bad, just going, you know, zero, uh, just not winning anything. And then with some weeks passing on, started to win here and there and getting to like five wins nowadays is, is something I often do. And I, I could still improve, of course, but constructed or limited, I, I like it all and I like to give it all a shot. Oh yeah, I, I enjoy playing it. Um, and you know, when I started, I was like, you know, zero and five, zero four, you know. But now I'm mm -hmm. now I'm up to like one and three, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm getting better though, you know. Yeah. It's just something that I'm not. I don't I don't sit down in an arena and go, you know, I think I'm going to draft today. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm sitting down in an arena, I'm usually playing constructed. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, when I do my streamings, usually I'm doing the the draft just because. I think that way it's a little bit since you're drafting against bots, you can chat with with chat in in the stream a little bit more. If you're uh, chatting with people while you're playing in constructed, I feel like I, I get distracted and I can't quite concentrate as much. So I, I like to do the drafts during my streams. 
Right. Yeah. And that, that's something I've thought about doing was doing the draft during my streams. Uh, mainly because, you know, I'm sure people in, in my chat are better at draft than I am and they can help me, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. completely, completely selfish, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, it, it, it's just something I've thought about, but I've never really gone down that, that road. Mm-hmm. Well, even though magic is the greatest game in the world, I guess there are other hobbies that exist. Are there any hobbies that you're into besides magic? Um, yes, I'm a avid uh, Dungeons and Dragons player. Um, I play Dungeons and Dragons uh, twice a week. Um, I also uh, do a stream uh, of Dungeons and Dragons uh, mm-hmm. every other week. It's a, a bi-monthly stream. Uh, I stream with uh, Samus Garobo, um, and I'm a, a dungeon master. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're streaming a fifth edition game, and uh, yeah, that's um, uh, we actually stream from multiple perspectives. Of uh, I stream from my my DM side, and he streams from his player side. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of fun. That's that's something I'm really into. Um, I'm also a avid uh, craps player. Um, I mm. love going to Reno and Las Vegas and mm-hmm. uh, playing craps. Uh, it's something that I've even thought about doing uh, some some Twitch streaming, doing uh, mm. of uh, some online craps games. Not not for money because Twitch does not allow that, but yeah, for for honor, you know, just for fun of just like, hey, here's this craps. This is the, the strategy of it, you know. And that's something I really I, I love craps. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Um, other than that, you know, um, I'm very heavily tattooed man. I love go get mm-hmm. tattoos. That's something I'm also very much into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have a uh, do you have a, 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 a pardon the terminology? Do you have an ink studio that you go to often, or a particular inker? Are those the right terms? Um, I do. Uh, my tattoo artist's name is uh, Sean Edwards. Um, he has a shop in uh, Manteca, California, if anybody's interested. Um, but he's a flying crow tattoo. He's been tattooing me for the last, uh, well, more than I'd like to admit. But uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> um, he's done a lot of work on me, and he's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. I think you're the first person that has mentioned any tattoos uh, on the podcast, that's pretty cool. Is there, if you can reveal, is there any like really your favorite one uh, a tattoo or anything like that? Well, uh, a little over two years ago, I had gastric bypass. I was a very, very heavy man, mm-hmm. and um, I after I got that, I wanted to remember where I was. So I went to Sean and I said, you know, I really want to remember where I was. So I want a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want zombies, you mm-hmm. know, so I have a Phoenix on my upper arm and it goes down into all the way down to my wrist. So it's a full sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bottom of the sleeve is zombies and they're eating and they're like, one of them is actually eating my, my forearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he drew it like it's eating me. Um, and that's a, that's to show me so I can remember where I was because I, when I was very heavy, um, I would just eat everything. I would just, mm-hmm. if I saw it, you know, I would eat it. You know, mm-hmm. I was very, very addicted to food. And uh, this is, it's a reminder for me. A lot of my tattoos all have meanings. Um, I have uh, two children. I have two two tattoos, one each for each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have my wife's name tattooed on me. Um, I have a craps tattoo. You know, I've got a, a pinup girl. She's in a beer glass with some, some craps dice, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it, I've got lots of tattoos. They all have meanings. And I, it's very hard for me to pick my favorite one, mm-hmm. but I mean, if I were, then the 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 gastric bypass surgery would probably be one of them. Oh, cool! Thank you so much for sharing that. 
I uh, have a comic book collection. That's another one of my hobbies. I've been reading and collecting comics since I was little, and I still have my original Amazing Spider-Man issue number 266 from 1985. I still have that in my collection. I recently bought a a, uh, a more pristine copy of it because of my, in my original, I drooled over Spider-Man's face and I gave him eyes and everything. So um, that's one of my other hobbies. Besides magic, I'm at the comic shop getting some comics every Wednesday, and I haven't quite moved over to digital, even though I should, because I've got, uh, how many is that now over there? 12 boxes of comics, and they are they don't get any smaller. Right. Yeah, I, that's something I've never been... Uh, I, I like comics. I like uh, the, the stories and the, the art, but uh, it's not something I collect. Uh, but I do enjoy the... I do enjoy comics. Yeah, there's just such a variety of uh, storytellers, uh, genres, companies, concepts in comics. I know that perhaps like the superhero genre is the most in the forefront at the moment, but there's comics about everything. Uh, there's like so many interesting mashups. Did you know that there was recently a Rick and Morty slash Dungeons and Dragons comic? Uh, I did not, but that's uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're actually going to go to a volume two. So you might uh, check out the uh, uh, local comic shop and see about volume one. It's basically Rick and Morty. They do uh, Dungeons and Dragons overtakes the town and they and Morty wants to get into it. So he goes to Rick, who happened to be a dungeon master back in the day. And he and he teaches Morty a thing or two uh, while mayhem ensues. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy The Walking Dead. Uh, that's one that I did. I read all of them. I I'm not caught up. I I think I missed a few, um, but I, I watched. I read that. There's one that mm -hmm. I read a while back. I don't remember what it was, but it was an anti-hero kind of guy, and he uh, had tattoos all over him, and he was able to touch them, and they would animate. You know, if he had a, ta mm -hmm. a tattoo of a tiger, he could touch it, and then he'd have a tiger pop up. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, there's just so many comics that a person can get into. So uh, that that's my hobby there. So it, it's always good to kind of step away from magic sometimes and do something else that we enjoy. Right. Well, as we wind down, do you have any final thoughts on anything magic related? Uh, no, I mean, again, uh, you know, we've got the, uh, this is probably going to get posted after it, but there's a streamer event. Uh, mm -hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that. This is going to be my first event uh, being sponsored by Wizards uh, and uh, doing that event. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is going to go up on, um, let's see, July 5th. So I released these on Friday for FNM. So we, we've We've passed the streamer event. I'm also in the streamer event. It'll be my second time. And uh, let's talk about it as past tense. So that was a great event that we had. It was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> I won so many, uh, so many coins. Yeah. Well, would you like to promote your social media again? Where can we find you once again to check out your streams and such? Um, so again, uh, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash tophattolab. That's T-O-L-A-B. Uh, the same can be said about Twitter. And uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash mtgtolab. Um, and then also I can be found on uh, Samus Garobo's chat. That's uh, S-A-M-I-U-S-G-U-R-O-B-O. -O. Mm -hmm. um, he's another streamer that I, I'm on there 
every single day. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, again, I can't promote him more. He's, mm-hmm. he's done a lot for me and I, I want to show him that. And, you know, I'm, I'm on there every day. So come, come hang out. Great. I'll put all of these links in the show notes so people can go check you out, check you both out there and get you some more traffic and views. And I appreciate that. As for myself, I'm over on Twitter, twitter.com slash VM Campos. I tweet a little bit of everything every day. I'm over on Patreon, patreon.com slash VM Campos. I do various things there for if people follow on Patreon, you don't even have to pay anything. It's just a great place where I consolidate everything. But if you want to get some of the exclusive stuff, it starts at a dollar. If people want to subscribe at the $2 range, I'll actually mail them some vintage magic cards from back in the day. No, not a Black Lotus. And um, if they also want to check me out on YouTube. I'm at youtube.com slash vmcomposjr and Twitch, twitch.tv slash vmcompos. I stream every Saturday, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Pacific time, and people can come and hang out, and we'll have a good time on the stream. Yeah, I will uh, give uh, VM Compos here a, a, a link that will not, not expire to my Discord. Uh, you're welcome oh, to join my Discord as well. And I would also like to say that I am a variety streamer. So um, if you, you know, follow me on Twitch, uh, do understand that I may not be playing magic. I do play magic. I do stream magic. But uh, one of my big games that I stream right now is Dungeons and Dragons Online. I stream that very often. And mm-hmm. that's uh, that's one of my games that I, that I it's kind of my go to uh, for streaming. So uh, but, you know, again, I am a magic streamer, just mm-hmm. variety. Oh, sure thing. I think more and more people are sort of labeling themselves as variety streamers because there's just so much great stuff to do. Right. Well, and I think that part of it is just, you know, and I'm really big in the community. I mean, obviously, you you, you heard me shout out Lady Lavinia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard me shout out, uh, you know, uh, Samus Garobo. And I mean, I could go on and on about all these different streamers, uh, you know, and I'm really big in the community. And I think that's what's great about it, being a variety streamer is that you get to meet a lot of different people and a lot of different just absolutely wonderful content creators. Mm-hmm. Well, Tolab, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and I hope to have you in a future episode again. Uh, I'd love to come back, and I appreciate the invite, and uh, it was a a lot of fun uh, chatting with you. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.